you know, better go with that. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dennis, it's been three weeks. I guess we had two weeks with no recording, so that's three whole weeks. Well, you never would have known it on my end. <laughs> really? Why is that? Wednesdays have been uh, quite celebratory. Explain. Oh, boy. Well, you know, we had uh, my brother Jojo came up for uh, a trip, and uh, we went to go see Out of Favor Boys. This something keeps popping up on my screen. I cannot get rid of it. It is so annoying. I say no, and it's soda. PDF desktop pops up on my screen, big X on it disappears comes back on no matter how i answer it in the negative get rid of this uh -huh. it keeps coming back well if it happens and i can't see you when when it just takes up the whole screen yeah well let's pray that you've solved it so jojo came up <laughs> so jojo comes up and we went to go uh listen to uh out of favor boys down at o'duffy's fine time was had by all it was the old favor boys duo and that began a uh, long weekend of uh, excessive drinking and fun. And uh, Johnny Bergen, the event that I've been planning for all these months, yes. came to pass. Sweet. Very, very well attended. Uh, better attended than the other two by far. The other two events that were similarly right. publicized. We had an after party, which had a raucous 15 people in a small room. And Johnny played from like, I don't know, 11 o'clock until one. Wow. Yeah. And then they threw us That's out of the, the after room. party after the concert. Yes. Wow. Yes. And what we did not have in quantity, we made up in enthusiasm. And Johnny was thrilled. I mean, they just kept playing and playing. If they weren't thrilled, they wouldn't have kept playing. And playing. Right, right, right. And I scratched up enough bread to make it worth their while, you know, at any rate. Uh, but, boy, what a show. I got to play with them. Did did a couple of tunes. That's always a blast. Nice. And uh, so my brother was here for all that. Then we had a kind of a sudden family get-together when Joe told me he's leaving on Tuesday rather than – or he was leaving on Wednesday morning rather than Thursday. Right. So an impromptu – feed for nine took place which included a trip to the local spanish fast food but prepare it fresh on the spot and uh got a hundred bucks worth of very good uh mexican food and uh on behalf of spain that. i'd like to correct you that I know I said Spanish and then, okay. and then I said Mexican. I knew you would catch it. I, I waited. I saw the little twitch, the little roll of the eye, the little, t the little, t little, t little boy. I Dumb gotta American. get involved. Yeah. So, well, so you had some shit happen on your end. What was it? Um, well, I went was on it two weeks ago. What was it? Gosh. Uh, can't even remember. We was went... it an election issue or no? Or... Yeah, well, there there was a Spanish election, but that's boring. Um, yeah, so we went uh, to this place that we have historically gone for the past twenty years uh, in the south of Spain, 
to twenty. Yeah. Is that so? Yeah. Uh, the first wow. year I went was uh, two thousand two, I think. No, two thousand two thousand two or two thousand three. Um, and it's. It's this house that used to belong to uh, my mother-in-law's father, and uh, it now belongs to my in-laws. And uh, we just go there, and we do very little, which is... Yeah. Is it on the shore? Nope. It's, uh, the whole region is landlocked. There's no water anywhere. A little town? It's a tiny town. Uh, the town, I think... The year-round population has got to be in the, like, 500 or something. Uh, Is there a little little cafe? But in the summer, uh, it swells to, like, 8,000 or something. Because all the people people that are from there that had to move away to get jobs because there's no no work there, they all do this pilgrimage back in the summer for this, for the summer festival. And, oh, 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 oh. Uh, and summer festival, I got and it. And all the all the bars that that have shut down for the rest of the year uh, sort of rehydrate and come back to life. Um, although f- fewer than ever before, they, they this year. Uh, yeah, when I uh, I remember there being like ten bars, and uh, but I I hear stories of there being like a hundred, uh, like forty years ago or whatever. In this little town. In this tiny little town. Um, when they had 8,000, not 500. Yeah, I guess. Uh, and it, um, it's just nice to unplug. And uh, this house, they, they've got chairs, but they don't have, like, a sofa. So uh, I end up just lying down a lot, like, in bed, which... Uh, I wish, and I end up like, taking a couple naps every day. Uh, with, because, a, with the TV in there? No, there's no TV. Uh, so you're just laying down reading or just laying down staring? Laying down <laughs> staring uh, and <laughs> and praising the air conditioner because it gets super hot down there. When I went down, when I first started going down there 20 years ago, there was no air conditioning and it was miserable at night to. And especially, Sweat. especially for the for the afternoon siesta, where it's super hot, and you just like sweat constantly in bed, and then like have to flip over and let your other side uh, dry off, and, and the bed. Uh, you have a fans though, right? Uh, warm, warm, but fans. I, uh, they were used to not having a fan, but I, I, oh, I demanded a fan, and so I always, I, I always had a fan. That. But, um, I couldn't live with that. Yeah, I had. I, I have to have a fan now, and I live in Michigan. Right. So it, uh, it's three hundred and sixty-five days a year, too. Right. Exactly. So it, uh, it, but it was nice to just uh, total disconnect because I wasn't planning or shopping or preparing any meals. Like it's just I going back to being a kid where like they call you when it's time to come to sit down at the table to eat. Uh, and then, you know, you carry some dishes. To who the... all was there? Was it your family and more, or just your family? Uh, it was my my wife and kids, and my and my wife's parents. Oh, at their house. Yeah. Uh, oh, I see. It's, it's their are second. Are they house. always there when? 
Are they always there when you're there? Yeah, I've never been there without them. Um, and how, how do they have two houses? Yeah, they they live up in, in the north, but then they, they could go down in the summer for like two months or something. Yeah, uh, and so and we'd then go the house just, is otherwise empty. House is otherwise empty, like the rest of the town. And is it is the house in the area at the 500 population mark attractive enough for a weekend trip on its own, or not really? It, just for the house, it might be the, if it wasn't uh, six and a half hours away. Oh my word! Yeah. So. Oh my word! It's a long That's drive. a trip. Yeah. That's like Portugal. Well, funny that you say that. Uh, we actually took a day trip from there briefly into Portugal. Because ah, uh, it's that close to the border. Because it, it was pretty close to the border. Actually, we, we, took, a, we took a trip to my, that's my, where my mother-in-law grew up. We took a trip that we often do uh, to where my father-in-law grew up, uh, which is even closer to the Portugal border. And then from there, we, we dashed into Portugal and then, and then came what did you do in the town where your grand, your father-in-law grew up? Did you stop and have a coffee? Barely. Uh, there's, they, his family that that are that are there. Uh, they just sit around the house and talk. They don't, they don't go out go to anywhere. a bar right. or even for a walk. So you um, just showed up at their house and sat around and talked. Yeah, basically. Um, How long were you there? Uh, I mean, we were there. We got there around noon, and we left the next morning. Uh, oh, so we, we cerveza? Stayed what? Cerveza? Uh, I did have one beer there when we when we went out for a, a quick walk in the evening. But um, but yeah, it. To be honest, it's a little boring. But you know, sure there. Sure. Uh, and well, it's not a club. It's not like going clubbing. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and it's and it's and it and everyone is talking about uh, you know Aunt Sue. Do you hear Aunt Aunt Susie died? Oh well, you know uh-huh. cousin uh, Rafa and and Jose must be you know blah 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 right. blah blah. Uh, there, there's a lot of that. Uh, and all all Spanish that is very familiar to you and spoken in a way that you caught it all or no they speak a very sharply accented spanish there that that i have i can understand it but uh it takes more effort for me because they and plus when you do understand it it's not of much interest indeed indeed (laughs) so why bother exactly so why bother uh so then we took a brief hop into Portugal, which was, I don't know, kind of interesting. It was, it was very much like that part of Spain, except they slightly misspelled all the words uh, because Portuguese <laughs> looks like misspelled Spanish and sounds uh, like mispronounced Spanish to me. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Like you can understand it, uh, but you can't, right. <laughs> you can't mispronounce it in that exact way that, that is Portuguese. Um, right, and then that was, and then we came back and we did nothing for more days. But but you were last time I we sat and talked. You were in North Carolina, weren't you? No, I was back here. Or you would come back? Yeah. Okay. So you come back. That's a long drive. That's not a that's not a quick little drive. 
Yeah, it is. And and you were gone a long weekend or how long? Two weeks. Two weeks. Well, my. And we've we've okay. done it in a weekend. Uh, in previous Ooh. years, we've left the kids there and come back without the kids, and then we have to dart down for a like on a Friday night and come back on the Sunday uh, to bring them back. But this time, the kids. Um, uh, really wanted to come back with us because they've never been to the summer festival in the town where we live because it's always during the, the weeks that, we, during that, that we've been there. Uh, and so they wanted to come back and that festival is about to start uh, this, weekend? this weekend. Yeah, That's a big one then too, huh? Uh, yeah, we actually get like uh, like nationally known um singers and stuff that come and give concerts and stuff it's it's nobody you would have heard of and most of them i haven't heard of but you can tell that any, was my question too was whether you get into or listen to or follow any uh spanish bands or music there's some i used to do more of it um than i do now but like i in the past few years, I haven't gotten into any yeah. new bands uh, because I don't know, just work and stuff. But um, that's about the status. That's my status update. Well, you said today that it was uh, 100 there. Yes, it is 98 here, and with a with a poor uh, air quality due to additional smoke in the atmosphere uh, and is so hot that I don't even want to stand out there for a minute. It's just baking. Yep. And my, we put a tent up for the kids to play in and it's a, it's a half moon uh, a tent for a beach. And then I put a tarp over the front of it. So it became a tent and put some stuff on the ground in there, etc. And, uh, uh, it's like 110 in there. And my granddaughter goes in and says, let's play in here, Grandpa. And I said, well, how is it? And I put my head in and, and it, it started to feel like I was a chocolate cake. Yes. Wow. <laughs> and uh, pulled out and then went in the shade and it wasn't much better. I said, it's hot out here, isn't it? And the six-year-old, my little G says, she says, sure is. <laughs> and I said, you want to go inside? And she said, we did. And we played, played inside instead. That reminds me, the uh, the primary industry and in my father-in-law's hometown, where we only spent the one night, is making charcoal. And charcoal is apparently made by taking wood and burning it, burning for, it. for a little bit. And then... Yes. And then extinguishing it, so it's like slightly burnt wood, which you, which is exactly where we end up every time we build a fire. We end up at the charcoal stage, and when we're looking at it, we know that that's how they make charcoal because that's exactly what it looks like. Right, right? exactly. So what the uh, and apparently like the the trees in this region make particularly uh -huh. good charcoal. So they and I'm, how many of them are left? I mean, they must replant them. Um, they must, right? But the consequence is that about a mile out of town, there are these 
charcoal plants that burn these huge mounds of of wood um however long you're supposed to burn it to make good charcoal but the result is that there's this smoke that is just sort of hanging in the air and at night i swear it's way more noticeable at night but at night uh it's so freaking hot you have to open the window and then all this like smoky air comes in and you can't see the smoke but there's these particles in the air if you smell it you you smell it but more than that is it at least for me it makes it really hard for me to breathe you feel it like i i i take in a breath and it feels like i need more oxygen and right. that is a terrifying situation to be in yes. like that's what they said uh you know so you go into all all your mantra and zen shit and get through it i or mean just keep the window closed no, we had to have the window up because otherwise it would be too freaking hot because here we d- I didn't have a fan. So, so it was either too hot or can't breathe. Yeah. And you chose can't breathe. You really hate the heat, bro. So <laughs> sounds like you'd rather risk death than be in the heat. So I, the heat could kill you too. I slept in an N95 mask because thanks oh. to COVID. Remember how we were talking about how, how yeah, th- right. thanks COVID. Uh, yeah, now we all day. have these masks, and so I I slept in uh, in one. It took me forever to get to sleep, and then during the night it it sort of fell off. But I I realized that uh, on my side I could breathe better than if I was you know sitting up or anyway on uh, your back, right? And anyway, I got I got through it. It sucked, and but like. That's the way they live there. And, like, there's no way they don't have a higher uh, rate of cancer and stuff there. Because it's like living there is like smoking three packs a day. Particulates. Just living there, yeah. Particulates. Particularly, it's the particulates. So, anywho... Put you out of there, out of there, then went back to his house. To, to father-in-law's house. No. From the town where your dad grew up and you couldn't breathe. You went back to his home, current home. Mm, uh, Am I following you or, or what happened? Here? Not, you're close, but yeah. Then we only, we stayed there for one night. Yeah. Uh, and then he went back to his place. Then we went back to where my where my mother in law is from. Anyway, oh. I'll draw you a diagram. Because that was the so- <laughs> so the the father in law's hometown yes. was a side trip from your mother yes in law's hometown, you which was the main trip yes from their main house yes, and it was like an artery and a vein. Sure. Yeah. The whole trip was in vain. Something. Yes. You're so vain. You probably think this blood is about you. Oh, I'll tell you a cool thing that happened. Tell me a cool thing that happened. This is fun. So we do the big uh, Friday gig down at the festival place down here, the green space in the middle of town when the water all around beautiful spot 
Johnny Bergen does his thing. We do an after party out until, you know, we help them load up all their equipment. I mean, you know, they they quit the big stage at 9.30, and by 10.30, we're unloading all the stuff again at this little bar mm-hmm. in this back room. And then people ordered pizza, and they were eating pizza and having beers. Then about 11 o'clock, they got up, but they had put in all plugged in all their amps and guys set up a full drum kit for the trio. Wow. They played until late and then we left, you know, helped them load up again. They were on their way to Chicago to play the next day. So Jojo and I slept late and laid around, drank some water because that evening we had a invitation of this dude I met when I was playing one night down at O'Duffy's and he came up to me, dude about in his fifties, I would guess, maybe a little older, maybe sixties. And he said, Hey, you got a good voice. I want you to come to my place. We do, uh, we do rounds of music, uh, every, you know, a lot of Saturdays. How do I get a hold of you? And I told him and he wrote me and he said, I didn't, he said, we don't have one this week. I'll let you know. Then he wrote me and he said they're doing kind of a fundraiser for a guitarist who was down on his luck, blah, blah, blah. You know, could I come and play, whatever, join him? So I took my brother there. Well, as it turns out, as we knew, it was also the day of the, the enormous, enormously popular Kalamazoo Blues Jam, which is a one-day event. Yeah, Six bands, including Victor Wainwright, who apparently burnt the house down but I didn't go partly because I was burnt out in Johnny and partly because that long story you heard me talk about with the Stan Blues Association but mm-hmm. anyway we went to this place instead we go to this old brick place that I've seen alongside the road back where I used to live it was kind of in a woody area real woody and old dirt road goes up the side of a hill and there's a little water plant there and I always noticed these two brick houses next to each other, and they kind of went down into a valley. So we, it's where it was. Yep. So we get there, and there's this walk down his yard, past his house, the backyard even further down, then a set of like six steps into an absolute gully with this big barn and stone wall, old barn off to the side. And he set up a stage complete with lights and an absolute kick-ass sound system Wow! that he had hooked up to his recorder and he planned on recording all the music <laughs> for this fundraiser. So Jojo and I are like, well, geez, are we the first ones here? We're a half hour after it's supposed to start. <laughs> and it wasn't that we were the first ones there. The only ones. We were the first ones there, but there was another category that we covered, which is we were the only ones there. Uh-huh. Make a long story long, dude shows up with his guitar, his two kids, his wife who's kind of sick, et cetera. It's a fundraiser for him. Okay. And he just kills it on this solo guitar at the mic. I mean, it's like shit. He did uh, War Hogs. You familiar with that tune? It's not coming to mind. I'm sure I would recognize it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, 
very difficult on the guitar and you really appreciate it. And apparently I'll get a recording of it. And so there was another dude who came to play and uh, I met him briefly. And besides him, there was the dude who runs the thing, Rich and his woman, whose name is Breeze. And she had cooked up some potatoes in the fire, you know, with some just delicious butter and mm -hmm. seasoning on it and it fried up some squash and had, a, you know, some dogs and what. And there was just she was planning on people coming. And she said, you know, we've never all the years we've been having music here, which they've been doing for years and recording it and packaging it Ugh. and sending it out to the musicians. That's so much work for no one to show and up. This is what this guy does. Well, well, so that wasn't his attitude because he's like, he's a guru. He was perfectly fine with it. And as it turns out, between me and my brother, we helped this guy out. Yeah. You know, and as much as, you know, if there were 10 other people, if there were 10 other people there, those 10 people would not have contributed half of what we did because we just reached deep and said here you go bro feed those kids you know nice and um and we had a great time and then so the other dude who's an accomplished guitar player and has recorded a cd or two um he does a whole set and uh so by that time the dude and his kids and his wife have left and now it's me and Joe and the host Rich and Breezy, and then sometime in the beginning of this, uh, halfway through the this guy's set, she, she listened to me get up and sing harmony to a tune and, and play some harp. Then she left. So for about an hour and a half, it was to got the host Rich and Joe and me on the harp and singing a little bit, and and Matthew playing this just great fucking acoustic plugged in guitar you know nice and we had a great time then we carried all the sound equipment up the steep hill which weighed yeah. a million pounds yes it weighed a million pounds the, the speakers are uh are heavy or if you or just the the mixing decks and stuff too well the the, the mixing deck was so big thankfully uh matthew's a younger dude just hefted it up and shouldered it and nice st stoked it up the hill i had the speakers one in each hand and i had to go up those five steps i could only do one step at a time i take a step put them down those magnets are up, heavy take a step. they're just crazy heavy and these were the size of uh uh you know two two by two by two squares yeah, two by two by two. Rectangular though, probably two and a half by two, rectangle big. Yeah, heavy. Um, so that was a blast, and and so now I'm going to be getting invites from him to be able to do that. And he said in the last year, people who have met there have sprung up three different bands. Exactly. And he, named, he named me the three bands. And uh, one of them, the Incantations, I actually met the drummer, saw a, 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 a YouTube of them, which I liked, more uh, alternate garage, uh, garage grunge stuff than 
than you your know, style. Than anything yeah. else. But the drummer is the woman I met, and I love to hear her. Um, so that was cool. And the lights, you know, and the fire burning, and just the vibe. I feel know. like that's the way the music scene is in, in a lot of places is musicians get together and they and they jam and then they go off and they and they start their own bands. But but having that network means that if you need a uh, marimba player or something, you 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 know one or yeah. or whatever. And that's um, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It, so when uh, when we were in this in uh, in this town where we were for the two weeks, and they had their their annual festival for like three nights. It uh, three nights of a festival. Three nights of a festival. Yeah. That's a lot. And it uh, because it's so freaking hot there during the day. Uh, everything starts at night, so. It started with a uh, with a fireworks show at like 10 p.m. Really? Started? Yes. It started at 10 p.m. And typically we would go home around 3 to 3.30 in the morning. Uh, and then, but like, but if you spend all afternoon in bed because it's so freaking hot, then, then you can stay up at those hours it's it's a bizarre uh right. world and, and your in-laws participate as they do mightily as you guys well i mean they they go out and 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 take a seat and and order a cocktail yeah but not till three thirty. oh yeah really yeah uh in previous in previous years there was more there was more dancing and stuff, uh, and my wife was kind of bummed that there was much less dancing this year. Uh, oh, that reminds me. I saw the most amazing thing in the sky. I mentioned this to you in a, to an, yeah, an email. Yeah, you did. What, what was that all? And when you were there, right? Yes. So uh, there, because it's so rural uh, and because it's in the summer, there's like there's all this high pressure in the air and there's like no clouds almost ever. Uh, so, uh, at night you can see all the stars. It's the best star viewing experience I've, I, I generally have. Uh, you can like make out the Milky Way and stuff with your naked eye. Um, very, very lovely. And a, I remember being, being down there the first time I saw a, a man-made satellite. Uh, going through the sky. Have you ever seen a satellite at night? Yes. Uh, like they move fairly quick, but Very fast, right? But uh, and it, but clearly not an airplane. Also, airplanes tend to blink. Um, satellites don't. And so we were sort of sitting out there looking for satellites, and then we saw, uh, like thirty points of light traveling in a straight line across the sky uh, at the speed that satellites go there was no sound uh, they weren't aircraft and they were all going in this perfectly straight line uh, and they got they got really bright and then they just they, they vanished one by one as they got to a certain point they disappeared they turned deep 
and I had never seen anything like this. And my wife and I were like, okay, the alien invasion is, is happening. Uh, <laughs> but they went the other way. <laughs> or, yeah, or they, or they, or they cloaked or whatever. It's a recon. Uh, they went the other way to recon. Right. Planned for the attack in the morning. And my best. Where's Tom Cruise? Where's Tom Cruise when you need him? Tom Cruise. War of the Worlds. Ah, okay. I was thinking Will Smith of Independence Day, but yes. Uh, the uh, my in the moment, my best theory about what we were seeing, because also it was sl way slower than a shooting star is. Like shooting stars are like, Phew, and then they're gone. Yeah. Uh, and my guess was that it was some sort of an object that had broken up and into a bunch of little objects and were why a straight line were, that's not no that pattern no they they would they would make they they weren't all in a perfect straight line they were they were grouped um like it was sort of sort of separated uh and that would that would that would make them all have the same sort of velocity if like a, a bigger thing broke up they would did, all the all the pieces would still be going in the same direction did you check if anyone else had reported it well i i i I took several photographs and then I took a video and amazingly my phone's camera can take a video of of that um, and you have it and I have the photos you post and the video. It? i I immediately posted it to Twitter and was like hey, I've seen it UFOs help and <laughs> and within minutes i got I got the answer which was what you told me what did I tell you no 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 that it was something that no, broke no, no. up into pieces uh, this was uh, this is a common thing that you last year I don't think you, this was a thing you could see but this year it is um, it is uh, ironic that I asked on Twitter because it's a it's a Starlink train do you know what Starlink is no uh, do you know what SpaceX is? Space uh, Elon Musk company yes. to get to the to control the universe. Yes, basically uh, financially. But what what SpaceX pioneered was the the rocket that can take off and then the the entire booster bit can come back down and land and be reused. Pre oh really? Previously, like with this, yeah, with the shuttle right. and stuff. I mean, with the shuttle, I think the boosters would fall into the sea, and then we, we would go and collect them and reuse them. But here, it's like the whole the whole freaking rocket. Um, uh, so he is able to, and now is launching like a hundred satellites a month or something. What? Uh, like every couple of weeks, he's launching like uh, 25, 30 satellites. Uh, and these are for uh, this Starlink service that he's created. And what that is for is for satellite internet, basically. So if you're, if you're in a place that is super remote and you can't get internet or, right. or don't have a cell coverage or whatever, Covered. Uh, you can buy... It's way. It's at the moment. It's considerably more expensive, but not 
it's maybe like two or three times what uh, what a typical like broadband cable mm, service costs. Right. But you can be like up in the freaking Yukon or something, and um, and you can buy one of these things, and it has a little satellite dish on it that like apparently when you turn it on, it like goes and searches, and then it finds one of these one of these chains that's going through the sky of satellites, and. There must be something about it being in a chain that means that if you sort of aim in that general direction, it, it, one of them is going to get a stronger signal than the others, and then, I don't know, somehow it works. But uh, this was really instrumental in the war in Ukraine because Russia cut off their Internet access, but then Elon was like, I got you guys. Let me ship you some of these receivers, and then you can... Yeah, I remember seeing that in the news. I didn't quite understand. I knew that he had... Uh, obviously satellites i didn't know about this linkage system neither did i neither did i uh because otherwise it would have been oh that must have been be one of those uh but like that's huge in in a war for the uh for the invadees to be able to tell the truth about what's happening on the ground because normally uh you know if you shut off communications then the outside world doesn't know what's going on in the battleground but if, if you can let those people communicate, then that is game changing. But anyway, uh, this was super cool. And immediately I got some, I got responses saying, I've seen that too. I didn't know what it was. And somebody said, yeah. And there's a, there's a website that I will link to in the show notes that you can go and you can, you can see where they are and where they're going to be. Uh, and the one that I saw within an hour was over Australia. Like that, they go around about about two hours every every. Uh, wow, that's crazy. So that gives you an idea of the breadth and depth and scope of Musk's holdings, that whole shit. Because he's in the news so much for the stupid Twitter now. What is it called? X. Yes. Just X is that what we call it now? Apparently. Did you see they had to? They had he put up a big X that was yes. uh, pulsating. Yes. And they had to take it down, or at least make it stop pulsating because it was annoying to the neighbors. He's he's such a he's such a teenage boy. Like he makes he makes all these dick jokes on on Twitter and and he, he, does he really? Well, I saw an interview with him on uh, with Bill Maher, which is worth watching, um, and I was surprised by how engaging he was and how, I mean, he just seemed pretty damn uh, smart fellow and well-spoken. He is, but his sense of humor is... He wasn't particularly... Well, he didn't have time. It was just right. a four-minute interview. Oh, okay. Um, Which was, therefore, would have been super well-prepared. But uh, he... Uh, the one analysis I've, I've heard of him is he's the kind of eccentric, let's do this crazy thing uh, kind of person that is capable of driving uh, Tesla and SpaceX uh, to do this crazy innovations. But you can only get so crazy because like physics will push back on you. like. No, we can't have the rockets do a loop-de-loop before they land, right. uh, or, or whatever, right? 
Uh, remind, remind me of a story I want to repeat. I heard from my brother when you just remind use the word loop de loop. But who was the other? Who was the other guy that competed with him in the space? Uh, a, uh, that just did a documentary about him. Was his name Ban, uh, uh, Banyan? Uh, no, uh, Brandon. I just no. had it. Branson. 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 I saw the entire yeah. documentary. I was. I was. Never had known anything about this dude except occasionally. Yeah. I was fascinated, but he's that. Yeah, and the the other the other billionaire uh, rocket dude is uh, Jeff Bezos, the Amazon yeah. guy. Um, but it, where was I going with this? Uh, oh, have you heard the? One goofy, dumbass thing that he's doing is he's uh, he's challenged uh, Mark Zuckerberg to a uh, yeah to, to a, a cage fight to a cage fight, which is what is what what is a cage fight? It's whatever MMA is where there's just like uh, you know mixed martial arts. It's just whatever kicking you, and punching, whatever and you want to do to to subdue this other, other dude. It's like the it's like the ultra violent thing, um, right? And of course, Musk is—he's pretty fit for his age, but uh, but but Zuck is uh, uh, is very fit for his age and like has trained in jujitsu and shit, and uh -huh. would just totally destroy him. And Musk right. is Musk is tweeting this shit like, um, so uh, Zuck has said he's in and. We've uh, we've secured the Roman Colosseum. We've talked to the Roman officials, and we're gonna. <laughs> and <laughs> which, of course, he would do. Just this right? over-the-top uh, nonsense, and it's all nonsense. Like this is never gonna happen because it's so fucking stupid. Uh, but I don't know. Everyone is, but it makes everyone chuckle. It's sort of like how how. Um, he, he who has been indicted uh, would talk about just random bullshit, and it's so random and entertaining that people talk about it, and therefore he's he's on your tongue all the time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, he's he, uh, that, and that's what with some all these crazy stories that you hear. That's why this interview in three or four minutes is so kind of unique and different, and he comes across as so very likable. Right. Uh, which, knowing his politics more now than I did before I heard them, it's, uh, I, I, I dislike his likability even more. Right. <laughs> uh, Heck, I could probably even be likable for five minutes if I was trained. Well, I don't know. Let's not get crazy here. Two and I a mean, half, maybe. Uh, so, uh, quick second. Okay, uh, do you want to do loop-de-loop -loop first, or do you want to talk about the... Oh, so, okay. this is a story I heard yesterday. My brother is working in a uh, place where they uh, store uh, oil and mineral, uh, you know, garbage and stuff like that, these huge landfills. And one of the containers that they have is, is wide across as a road, but it's a cylinder and it's kind of underground. And so it's a sunken cylinder, the width of a road, all concrete walls. And he had a job 
to go in there with a ladder <laughs> and fix any cracks or anything. There was what a punch out list. The job's almost done. We're ready to use this thing. And as he was doing the check, he found himself in the middle of the circle, Yep, which is pretty fortunate because as he looked up above, a fellow in a forklift came too close to the edge of the cylinder he was in and dropped a five foot tall container of gas. Yikes. And when it hit the bottom of the tank yep. that my brother was in, the top broke off and it became a rocket. And it's spun in a circle. And because it had such centrifugal force, it bounced off the wall all the way around yep. him, turning and circling. And he ne it never came within six or eight feet of him, but he was watching this until the gas all expelled. And it ended up going underneath the ladder <laughs> every time and never even knocked the ladder off. Is that nuts? That is amazing. Is that nuts? Wow. Just and, I, and obviously not poisonous gas, but something used, you know, it could have been helium for all we know, but whatever it was, yeah. wow. it was all about the pressure. But all these years, I'd never heard that story from him. And, I, you know, that was... Oh, so that, that was a long time ago. 50 years ago. Oh, okay. Wow. Or... Well, 45 years, ago, 40 to 45 years ago, I guess. So it's sure good to see him. And here's a here's a shout out to his dear wife, Lizard. Lizard? Drinks on it. Lizard. Passed away August 18th, 2021. Right. I remember that was two years ago. Yep. Well. Yeah, you, you talked about that. So just a brief... Uh, foray into current events. Uh, you going to watch the debate? Yes. Nine o'clock this evening, I will be glued and my favorite candidate in the Republican field, Chris Christie, will absolutely win this debate hands down. He will catapult in second place in New Hampshire behind Trump. He will win the endorsement of the current young Governor Sununu from New Hampshire who will choose him over the other candidates, and suddenly DeSantis is dead. Who will kill DeSantis? Chris Christie will kill DeSantis tonight. He will end his campaign. That's my prediction. And what about the elephant not in the room? Um, he will take uh, both as a party symbol hits, and as obesity. But everyone will do their best to pivot from questions about him to their policy and vision. They that while the questions will be pointed, if you're a Chris Christie, excellent debater, you will give a sufficient answer and take your remainder of your time to switch it. And you know this isn't a this you know blah 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 Trump. This isn't about Trump. This should be about polys. Let me talk to you about our military. Let me talk to you about um, uh, uh, the, the immigration, which is a huge issue for Republicans. That's right. their top issue. 
67% of the people surveyed said that rather than hearing about Trump, they'd rather hear about immigration, 67%. 58% said, uh, let's see, what was it? Uh, another big yeah. issue, but whatever. But these polls are, are telling, and the people will, will listen. DeSantis is going to come across as a little motherfucking weasel he is, right. who is so unlikable. Nobody likes him. No. People who work for him don't like him. He can't come across as likable because he's, in fact, unlikable, mm -hmm. and he's not a good actor. There was a memo released, leaked. His campaign got all this money, hired all these people, spent all this money, didn't do a fucking thing, let all the people go, and revamped his campaign before, he, before the first debate. <laughs> Such a fucking idiot. Couldn't manage even that. And then they leak a memo that tells him what he should do. Yeah. And one of them is pivot about heartwarming stories about your wife and your family, dot, dot, dot. Show emotion. So now Be he human. can't do that. Now he can't do that. If he does anything that looks like it's in the memo, he's going to get called out. Nice. That's how uh, Chris Christie destroyed Mark Rubio in one debate with all 11 of them. He singled out Rubio. And when Rubio was done with this thing about Obama, Chris Christie looked at him and said, you are so well rehearsed with your opening statement about Obama. Do you what do you have to say about anything about this? Rubio couldn't answer. Right. He said, there you got it, folks. That's the video. Mark Rubio. I mean, just destroyed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. destroyed. Him. So I'm looking for some fireworks. The uh, I've heard uh, people saying that Christie's going to do uh, do very well because he's good at he's good at uh, calling a spade a spade when it's what, what some something Trump has said. He's, well, uh, he's an expert debater. He and, was, he played Biden in the Trump debates. Whereas the um, whereas the others. Uh, I've heard and kind of like the theory that they're auditioning for VP under Trump. Ah. Uh, they 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 can't throw him fully under the bus. They need to cow to him a little bit, but uh, like show some reverence, but then blab on about something of their own right. as well. Like Tim Scott. Yeah. So it's such a... It's a mess. It's a mess. It's, it's, if it weren't so completely dangerous, it would be just absolutely ridiculous. Although it does have a lot of ridiculousness. And the, uh, the, the poor donkeys aren't in much better position either. Like, has, a, has an incumbent ever been primaried? Uh, I mean, ever not been like the... Like Biden? Uh, yeah. Um, in some minor ways, yeah. Not Jimmy Carter, uh, yeah. uh, and it was Ted Kennedy. Okay, you know, which got pretty serious all the way to the convention. You know, Carter had a miserable first term. I mean, he lost. He lost to Reagan. Um, you know, no, uh, no, no. Let's see. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Ted Kennedy. Yeah, right. Really? Of course, there was Kennedy had a problem though. Yeah. Drowned girl, car. I mean, whoops. There's murders, you know. They get 
somebody, I just read a little story about him that they showed up at one of his late night parties out in, you know, wherever the hell he lives, out of the Cape and uh, wherever, or maybe it was a Martha's Vineyard, and he showed up in a yellow jumpsuit. And whoever wrote the story remarked and said, that's quite a jumpsuit. Why would you wear something like that? And he beamed and he said, because I can. Boy, that's a little bit like the I could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue claim, except. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was not a flattering article about Kennedy, to say the least. Any article that would describe him in detail, in yellow jumpsuit, you can imagine, would not be kind of skewed toward the positive. Yellow jumpsuit. Toward the positive. So. Where are we at with, uh, I, I'll tell you this, I don't know if we've talked about this, you have to tell me, George and Tammy, JoJo and I watched it together, he'd never seen it, so we did the whole uh, George and Tammy uh, 7 series, the best, the best music-inspired television I have ever seen in my life, and frankly, I don't ever expect to see anything better again. And I've seen, as you have, lots of stuff right. on musical. Nothing like this. Nothing like this. I think I got through like three episodes. Oh, God, it's good. The, the, the music writing and the performances of that music performed so aptly by the actors, so incredible by the actors, is nothing short of, of astounding that Jessica Chastain channeled Tammy Wynette, mm -hmm. just channeled her. Oh, God. You know, and George Jones, who we. The, the latest movie I've seen is, uh, is Nope. Um, it, do you remember several years ago, the movie Get Out? Uh, yeah, it was Jordan Peele's uh, director. Yeah, debut. I didn't think much of it. Uh, it was, it was, it was fine. It's a, it, it's a psychological horror flick. Uh, but his second one that came out last year, I guess, uh, called Nope, is also a, uh, um, it's a horror film, but it's about aliens sort of and it's all uh it's mostly mm, well it's the same actor from get out is the primary character oh yeah uh who is amazing uh and it's this um it's i heard it described as a neo-western sci-fi horror so it's set with horses in the west and it's uh this guy is from the uh, is from his family business is to train horses for Hollywood movies, and anyway, he's out on his ranch, and some weird shit happens, and eventually, you know, there he sees the the UFO or whatever, and then it's about uh, he and his sister uh, trying to trying to get footage of this thing because. As we all know, all UFO footage is super freaking blurry, and uh, 
<clears throat> except for mine the, the other the other night when I got the UFOs, which up. was in fact uh, now is a it, it, CIDF currently identified flying currently object. identified flying object. Uh, although he's orbiting flying is an interesting question, but uh, yes. Uh, and anyway, uh, it was okay. I don't. I much prefer psych horror than alien horror. Yeah. Or, or serial killer jump scare knife stab. Yeah. Horror. So uh, what was the what was the movie we saw? The series was um, Let Me In or um, Can I Come In? The Little Girl Vampire. Little Girl Vampire. The series. 12-year-old female vampire, the uh, uh, father, uh, Italian father, killing to give her the blood she needed was a series. Can I come in? This is a TV show? Yeah, well, TV series, not a show per se. Field of Blood? What? Field of Blood? No, 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 no. I don't know. I just, anyway, I just Googled father killing to give daughter blood TV show. Uh, and it didn't come in. It's a series. Flesh uh, anyway, and blood. I, anyway, whatever. I saw the original movie that it was based on. Okay. And I was just amazed. But I, I raised that only because I thought it was on your radar screen. Um I don't recall ever talking to you about that or what it is. How would we? How would I go through an entire series and not talk to you about it? It seems bizarre. You, I know. You're, you're, look, you can Google. There was our one prior show. There was one called True Blood that was popular for a no, while. No, no, you didn't like True Blood. That was too kishi vampire shit. This was. This is this is compelling TV with a 12-year-old child and her father killing to drain the blood into a jug so she can fucking drink it. Wow. That is not firing any neurons in me. Oh, wow. I don't... I can't... I can't name a vampire product that I... that I've enjoyed. Right. This you would. And that's why I'm sure... I'm Hmm. sure that's why... Well, it doesn't matter whether we spoke or not. That's a side issue. I'm telling you now, both the series and the movie upon which it's based are certain uh, certain uh, types of homework for you. This is difficult because this is the type of genre you don't generally like or go to. Yeah, so, that's like, you know, between now and next week, eat some Brussels sprouts or whatever. Right. Although I kind of like this. So, uh, so I got a, I got a, at, at the party with Mike, Big Mike. Mm-hmm. Out at the lake, I got the uh, I got the title of a of a of a cowboy tune, which if you got the right title, you can do that. You can just go backwards from the right title. Okay. So I'm going to sing a little bit of it for you here before we part. Are you going to tell me the title, or is it in the? No, it's in, no, the, it the chorus. The, the title is the opening lyrics. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Hold on. <clears throat> okay. Now I'm ready. I'm so miserable without you 
It feels like you never left. I'm going to never be happy. I know it is. <laughs> to my left. I, I can't. I can't. I got too many burnt neurons. But that's one of that's one of the titles, which is "I'm so miserable without you." It's like you never left, which I think that is, is fantastic. Great. And the other one is, "I want to meet you in the cornfield and kiss you between your ears." That's that's gorgeous. Not nearly risque. I got a bolt, man. I got I got a bolt. All right, bolt. This was a great renewal. It just seemed that the, the time just flew by. Indeed, indeed. Flew by. And this new shit you got here, this is the best. Well, we'll see. From my viewpoint, right, which is limited. Okay, that does it for episode number 192. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 192 which include my UFO footage, which is pretty exciting, I think you'll find. And you can help support us at patreon.com slash happy hour. We would very much appreciate that. And that's it. We're back, baby. See you next week.